Welcome aboard, Captain. Back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV The Voyage Home one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris. We're back. It's Wednesday. Yep. Um, it's it's minute two of pickup week. Day two <laughs> of pickup week? Yeah. Day two sure. of pickup week. Two. Uh, day two of pickup week. It's minute 56 of The Voyage Home. Minute 56 starts with Jillian picking up a couple of kooks and, <laughs> and, and ends a minute later with Kirk wondering what's going to happen when the whales are released. Yeah, that's getting right to the heart of it. Yeah, he doesn't pull. He doesn't His pull. plan is working. I guess this. we need to talk about this plan some more, but let's let's wait till we get there. Um, so there was an overlap, I think. Uh, you know, Kirk said we don't want to be in any trouble. Uh, I think it was like at the very end of the last minute and yep. Jillian, you know, saucy Jillian's like, you've already been that. So come on. Um, uh, you know, what we should have, should have done. I think uh, this season was count the number of looks that Spock and Kirk give each other. <laughs> uh, Cause I think this is probably like, I don't know, the 10th one already. Yeah. Um, it's just, um, anyway, so, yeah, Kirk, Kirk and Spock get in the um, in the pickup. Uh, you get a good look at Kirk at uh, Spock's boots. Did you happen to notice his boots? I wasn't looking, but now I'm uh, gonna check them out. They're they pretty, are pretty tall. Um, they almost make me think of uh, a cowboy boots. But it's how we establish that he's got nothing. He's got like short shorts on under there, right? Whatever, whatever he was swimming in the tank the outfit he's yeah. wearing when he swim in the tank is that what he has on under the robes yeah i don't think the boots are that tall they're like um they're like the shoes that they wear on the regular episode they're just gray okay they I go was... up maybe just above his ankles yeah um i think he has jeans on though in that shot well continuity error i'm sure it's i'm sure it's cold out there but i'm just saying he just had those short shorts on last time we saw him i know but he probably well, it, i don't so here's here's the thing um how come in a lot of science fiction movies uh people wear boots and not sneakers um i don't know i don't know if i know that uh, you know you, well here's like, why I, okay. like i could name a movie um i robot will smith wears uh converse uh chucks is that in the future though yeah, i guess it is in the future and does, i just it, debunked your theory okay why does it seem like in a lot of science fiction movies, <laughs> people wear, like to wear boots and not sneakers? Well, I uh, think because most of the people that we see are um, military. Yeah, I was going to say military or utilitarian. Like they're, you know, like they're doing something. Like right. they're uh, not casually running around, or you know, they're not. It's not a fashion thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, like military, I think of like aliens, like they're, or, you know, she's a, she's a dock worker, you know, she's wearing boots. Yeah. Um, you know, most of those, those are most of the people, you know, Han Solo, he's a, he's a, he's a grungy scoundrel. He's a worker. 
you know. Yeah, but see, that one, you ask, is uh, Han Solo word. I don't know. That's to, to me just seems like that's a that's a fashion choice to me. Wearing you should boots. be wearing. You should wear. You should be wearing sneakers. <laughs> Uh, I think that's what I'm suggesting, but I I'm, mm-hmm. I haven't thought this all the way through. I'm definitely talking from personal preference. If you're going to be, hey Chris, what do you want to wear today? These boots over here or these comfy sneakers? I'm I'm going to pick the comfy sneakers. Uh, so 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 boot choices when people are in casual wear, like Kirk and like Spock in these scenes, mm. always surprises me. Well, I don't think they're wearing boots. I think they're kind of loafer esque. Like, and loafers can be pretty comfortable shoes. Yeah. I don't know. My dad wore them all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, well, do you wear, I wear sneakers almost exclusively. Do you? I pretty much wear sneakers all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, but I think it's also a generational thing. Maybe. Uh, like many of the stuff we talk about. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's Scooby-Doo, sneakers is footwear, you know. Um. Anyway, yeah, so I just yeah, I like just, my dad, like you know, Kirk's like, you know, um, Shatner's the age my dad would have been, you know, when my dad wore those shoes. Right. So okay, so you're saying we're just a few years away from wearing no loafery boot. Things. I'm gonna stick out wearing. Uh, I mean, I still wear my flips, and you know, I wear my hiking shoes, and then I wear my sneaks. Right, usually because I have to run for the train, I'm wearing the sneaks. Would you have been thrown off if Spock was wearing uh, flip-flops here, like a kind of stereotypical hippie? I think it would have made the look better. It would have completed the look. Yeah, I think it would have. Or he was barefoot. Yeah, barefoot. I can see that. Then he'd have like a Jesus vibe going on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, moving on. Like I said, it boots. I guess it's something that it's just... It's not something I just thought about now. It's something mm. that I think about when I when I'm watching movies. I'm like, oh, he's wearing boots. That's interesting. Why not just be out, chill out, put some slip-ons on, man? I don't know. I did some <laughs> protection. Dave's like, just shut up about the boots already. <laughs> no, I I'm trying to think of a rational answer I could give you. That's all right. You don't need to. Uh, let's 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 poke at continuity errors instead. Um, okay. Uh, there's a jogger running behind them Yep. Uh, as they get into the into the truck. And then when they cut the camera, it goes to the inside. The jogger is nowhere to be seen. She should have just run by Julian. And it's just instead just some couple walking on the sidewalk. Um, she might have turned the corner or she might have stopped oh, and right. ran back. You're just giving them all the outs. Um, I'm not giving them outs. I'm just... Uh... It's a different angle. We're looking through a different angle. All right. Um, it's a, worth noting that uh, the uh, Jillian does have another bumper sticker on the front of the truck. Uh, pretty sure it's the Cetacean Institute. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I do. I'm impressed because the uh, you can see the logo for sure, right? Mm. Uh, and that logo is not is actually the Monterey Bay Aquarium logo. They didn't change that. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if they went the extra mile and you know made up a bumper sticker and used the logo and put Cetacean Institute on there. It's, mm. hard, to, it's hard to tell with my my copy of the film. All right, that's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> so they get in. Jillian uh, Kirk says, "Thank you very much, Jillian. Don't don't mention it and don't try anything either. I got a tire iron right where I can get at it." 
And there we go. There's another look. So is it a look of we're in trouble? Or is it a look of what is a tire iron? I think I like to think it's um, definitely what is a tire iron. iron. Yeah. Um, but I, I also just like to think it's, you know, what have we gotten ourselves into? It's it's those it's those <laughs> wordless exchanges that we've talked about many times between Kirk and and Spock. Uh, yep. And <laughs> I don't know. Again, I think I'm going to put a suit like I'm going to go through and mash up all the looks. See if I can create just one supercut of all the looks. <laughs> I'm sure someone already has it. All right. I'll stick the interns on that. Yep. Uh, so Jillian sparking up some random conversation. So you were at Berkeley, and Spock to his credit. I was, I was not. not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know how you're supposed to. Okay, so I don't know what the podcast etiquette is. Are we not supposed to laugh at this because we're analyzing the film? Uh, oh, why not? I always I feel a little silly that I'm laughing at the stuff at the jokes because it's funny. It's funny. It is, and it just it, it this one's a great one because it's just his face. I was not <laughs> <laughs> shaking his head a little bit, like no. I mean, uh, didn't they just have a conversation about exaggeration? And it's not always you don't always have to tell the truth. They did, but. Um, I don't know. This one's this one's pretty black and white. It's pretty hard to stretch the, you know. I was near there. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I was not. And it, it, have we talked about this? He he has said that Spock has said, "Well, I I cannot lie." Um, have we established that it's something that Vulcans cannot do, or is it something Vulcans choose not to do? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it's a Spock thing. Right. Is it a Spock thing or is it a Vulcan thing? Right, yeah. You lied. Um, I exaggerated. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm just pulling it out of the air. If you don't know, that's okay. But I just uh, it's just interesting. Because no, you just someone... said it a few minutes ago. I, well, I'm not going to lie. So someone had asked that question... And that was the thing is, says our Vulcans really incapable of telling a lie. And the answer is uh, ambiguous. <laughs> Wait, the, the, the answer is literally the word ambiguous or the no, answer you're no, reading is ambiguous? ambiguous. No, it's uh, so the person, you know, talks about proof of Vulcan verbal deception. It isn't a lie of omission, still a lie, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. And. You know, uh, there are instances where um, in the Doomsday Machine, uh, someone mentions Vulcans never bluff. So is that a lie? You know, is bluffing lying or exaggerating? Oh, that's interesting. Um, uh, so someone says an advanced culture would not necessarily frown on lying. The Vulcan perspective on lying may also be misguided. While it may s- seem simple to regard lies as both evil and the mark on an unadvanced society, in fact, the opposite may be true, that without deception, a society becomes stagnant and totalitarian. Whoa. Many times throughout the Star Trek series, main characters use verbal deception deception to avoid violence and bloodshed. Sure. So, so hmm, I believe that narrative idea of Vulcan honesty comes from the dubious belief that all lying is wrong. Not only is it not always wrong to lie, but it is often unnecessary for survival, as Tuvok can tell you, if he were an honest man. I feel like, you know, it's interesting. I feel like I can't think of an example where Leonard Nimoy Spock has lied, Mm -hmm. and that's not 
because he has, and just I can't think of one. But I feel like um, Zachary Quinto. I feel like his Spock was lying all the time. Am really? I, wasn't he? Wasn't he like bluffing and, and doing things like that to to get the? I don't know. I feel like yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just got that face that he looks. Uh, I mean, he was being kind of he was being kind of jerky. Definitely being jerky. Yep. Yeah, I mean uh, Spock, you know. In Rathacon, I mean, we talked about that the whole time with, uh, you know, hours seem like days. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a lie. That's you a lie. It's exaggerated. exaggerated. <laughs> it's a deception. I guess it's a fine line. Yeah. But again, you can't really you can't really uh, exaggerate whether you're Berkeley or not. So that's why we mm. get. I did not. It was not. I was not. Uh. So Kirk is like stretching this out, like, oh, memory problems too. Like, all right. That's a bit of a, he's got an answer for everything. Yep. Um, but here we come. Here comes a, f- a famous tidbit, right? Yep. Julian what says, about what, you? Yeah, where are you from? Iowa. Mm-hmm. So th- I did not know that until coming into this season of the podcast that this is where this is, that Iowa is canon. This is where it gets set. Um, I thought that was something set earlier in the, the original series. Um, right. But it's actually here in this movie, right here in this moment. Um, Star Trek lore? No. Is this the first time we heard about it? Yeah. Yeah. First really? Yeah, it's the first time it's mentioned. Um, hmm. So, yeah. So, I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool because I, I, I'm pretty sure, I thought, or I thought it was established elsewhere. There's, there's other... Um, uh, there's other canon things where he talked about he lived on a, uh, another planet for some period of time. Um, so he's he's definitely traveled around as a youth, at least before the reboot. Mm. Um, but yeah, but born in Iowa. I think it was at Riverdale. Is that the... <laughs> Am I mixing my TV shows River, now? Riverside. Riverside, thank you. <laughs> um, mm, interesting. Yeah, we'll have to put that on our list of road trips sometime. We'll have to go see the... Uh, the Riverside, Iowa. Sure. See the, see the plaque, right? They establish a plaque in that town of your future birthplace of uh, Captain Kirk. Yep. A total population of 993. Hmm. But we can meet them all. I wonder how many people have gone. Uh, I wonder if any of our listeners have, have made that, that journey. Mm, uh, interesting. Because, I mean, uh, have we? Let's see. We've gone to the original series set tour, right? Yep. I, mm-hmm. I haven't been to a, a Star Trek convention yet nope um but yeah i think i think that would be a fun thing to start start finding finding and hitting places that have it where you know, things have been filmed or referenced or yep uh, road trip <laughs> maybe on our next hiatus sure just just say just say sure dave <laughs> whatever you want chris <sighs> all right so kirk's in iowa from iowa and uh Julian calls him a landlubber. Yep, landlubber. Which to me, uh, uh, totally calls back to. I feel like it's a you know another Moby Dick thing, right? It's a. Yep. Oh yeah. Only only someone who lived on the sea would be calling you know people insulting people by calling them a landlubber. Um. Which I don't know. Would you call somebody a landlubber if they said they were from a uh, from Iowa? No. So right. So that really says something about Jillian. Right, and her perspective on things. Does she just like to be on the sea? Has she always been on the water? 
Probably. Yeah. Or she, or, probably. She just, or she just making fun of landlocked states. Hmm, I don't know. But yeah, I totally uh she obviously a water person or a coastal person. Coastal elite, as it were. Just trying to cause trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, so she wants to know what they're really trying to do back there. It wasn't it wasn't some kind of macho thing, was it? Because if that's all, I'll be real disappointed. She hates that macho stuff. I do. I really hate that macho stuff. Me too. Um, this is a. I mean, that's a good. It's a. I I like the macho the macho reference because it is kind of. I mean, it's. I, I don't know. Is this slang? I don't know if we call that slang, but it, that's definitely something Kirk and Spock shouldn't get the reference to, right? Like, what the hell is macho? What does that mean? But they don't, yeah. really, they don't really exchange I, a look on that one. They don't, and he doesn't really respond, does he? Doesn't he just sort of like they... No, he, he ignores they, it. He ignores it, and then he's then he moves into, can I ask you a question? And uh, she's, go ahead. And uh, he hits her with the bomb. What's going to happen when you release the whales? Yeah, he doesn't he seem like he's... um. Like, he's like setting her up. Like, yeah, you know, what's your big plan, Doctor Doctor Jillian? With you know, what, what's going to happen? We release those whales, right? Yeah. Like, like, give me the detailed files. It's <laughs> so funny you say that. I feel like I just used that phrase earlier this week. <laughs> detailed files. Uh, well, yeah. So I don't know if he's trying to make her. He's just pumping her for information, I think. But it also feels right. like he's trying to make her feel bad. Like you don't have a plan, do you? Right. Oh, and actually, okay, so that was my question. Uh, I said save it for the end. Um, Kirk and Spock's mission was find the whales, right? So they found them. They're sitting in a tank, right? Yep. Uh, Score. Let's get back to the ship. Those guys will get the photons. Scotty's going to have a a tank all set up because I gave him, you know, two hours to make one. So that'll be done. Let's, (laughs) you know, let's let's fire up the bird of prey and get this thing done. Yep. Um, so why does he care when the why does he want to know when the whales are going to leave? Is it just because he's afraid they're going to leave tomorrow, and they've got to get on the stick? Or right? I just find it interesting that he's he's like he should just be like score. They've got, they've got whales in a tank. It's perfect, just like he said when they got there. Um, or maybe he's just being he's trying to cover all his bases and make sure that they're not leaving tonight. Maybe um, because yeah, they're not ready. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to figure out. We I don't know if we if, if we establish how long it takes for Scotty to. Uh, yeah, well, we'll wait. I'll save it for when we get there. I think that's all I had for this minute, Dave. Me too. Day two of uh, Truck Week. <laughs> truck Week. Truck Week. Truck Week. Truck Week. Wednesday. Um, Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. Well, then uh, should we wrap this one up? We shall. All right. Folks, uh, day two of pickup week. Um, if you want to uh, come talk to us about your favorite truck, why don't you head over to Facebook and uh, join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation if you haven't already, and uh, tell us what uh, what your favorite part of pickup week is. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, uh, we're usually on there uh, throwing our two cents in to everybody's posts and comments and questions. So uh, love interact interacting with all our listeners. Um, so yeah, you should do that, and we're going to go uh, uh, get ready for Friday's episode. Uh, we'll be back talking about Minute 57 of the Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now.
Goodbye.